There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We are back for Caravan of Garbage. We are doing the Zack Snyder Man of Steel trilogy in its entirety. That's right. And this week, it's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, or as I like to call it, Batman v Superman, a question of piss. <laughs> now, a little disclaimer ahead of time, for people who may be new to the channel, maybe maybe we're getting some, some new viewers from this particular episode. It it's a hot topic. Just to be clear, the series is called Caravan of Garbage. Yep. It's just, it's just a name we picked out a long time ago. And uh, we uh, we make fun of things that we like, and uh, we have good things to say about stuff we don't like. That's right, and vice versa. <laughs> I don't like this one though. Just to be clear, well, obviously, I, I want to talk about it, and then want to, and then want to sum up everything at the end for oh, yeah, my cool. particular opinions. But mm-hmm. Mason, you, you've got us off to a to a crack and start. That's right, and people are going to leave a like because mm-hmm. of that, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I don't think it can be argued though that the opening to this movie, aside from the Batman's parents getting shot again, oh yeah, never looked better. By the way, I, yeah, it right? looks incredible. It looks never amazing. Looks, never looked slower. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> You know what's funny though? I remember watching that in the cinema at the time and thinking, I never need to see this again though. And then Joker, like a few years later, it's like, here you go again. Mm-hmm. But it's so matter of fact in, in Joker, just like, bang, <laughs> the movie's finished or something. My pearls, ow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I think the idea of opening the movie with Bruce Wayne's perspective of Metropolis yes. during that battle. I think that's an incredible idea. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great sequence. Yep. Of the action sequences, honestly, it might be actually one of the best because it's it's not a it's a it's a Batman in in Bruce Wayne mode. He can't tip his hand. He doesn't have his equipment with him. He's running into smoke and debris like, yeah. as everyone's running the other way. Exactly. He's never looked better, Affleck. By the way, I agree. He looks incredible. But I mean, I do think that it is kind of a sad indictment of the Wayne financial corporate culture. <laughs> everybody decided they had to stay in the skyscraper while an alien invasion was happening. They're like, well, we better wait until the boss gets on the ground and literally calls us before we're allowed to leave. You know what? I'm quitting that day. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm leaving, you know? (laughs) There's a lesson in that, I feel. Yeah. But what I think it sets up really well, which then for me doesn't necessarily pay off. The death of Jack. Is that his name? The guy who stays. Oh, in the that's the guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. that's that's <laughs> right. a big part of the movie, and of course, the uh, old crush, crush legs McGee who oh, comes yeah. back mm-hmm. later. But the idea of the conflict between Batman and Superman, I think it definitely gets wonky and falls apart later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as an initial jumping-off point for why Batman would hate this guy. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because he did bring that guy to Metropolis and he did throw him through a lot of buildings. He did knock down his satellite. You know, that probably cost a lot of money. (laughs) You know? I do. I agree. So I think it's 
I think it's amazing. I think it's such a great sequence. And it's good that we're talking about this because Ben, who edits these videos, he's actually made a video on why he loves this sequence in this movie that I'll, I'll link at the end of this. Ooh. People should definitely check out. So, yeah, people love his videos and you'll love that one. Trust me, more than you'll like this one probably. That's no right. Doubt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a font of positivity, that guy. <laughs> Yuck, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you think also there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's a direct answer to the destruction in Man of Steel, because it does show the consequences of Superman's actions. He's, he's going to court for, for things that he may have done or people mm. perceive that he's done, you know, things like that. And also, of course, in the final battle, not to jump ahead, but there's so many lines like, oh my God, there's a monster loose, but don't worry, it's in an area that's not populated. Yeah, what it- time of day is it? Well, it's after work. Don't worry, everybody's <laughs> already gone home from work. <laughs> Even the poster workers? Yep, it's daylight savings. <laughs> I went, I have um, what a relief. Too, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's, you're right. And I think it's, but I, I do feel it's kind of rushed. Yes. You know, there's a, there was a, it, it, and sure, it's been nearly two years, I think, in between yep. Man of Steel and this movie. There's a moment in this where we hear a reporter say, uh, is this the end of the love affair with the man in the sky? And I'm like, what love affair? Like, <laughs> yeah. do you just mean all the newspaper clippings we've been seeing in this? Yeah, you, you, don't, this you don't get a sense that people really like him, which ties into kind of the finale. I mean, there are sequences where people are like, we love this guy, he's Jesus or whatever. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, I, I don't really get that sense. And there was also the argument I remember for Man of Steel that the reason that he didn't handle the Metropolis thing super well is because it's his first day and yeah. he killed Zod and from that that was his realization that you shouldn't kill people. Yeah, this wasn't a this wasn't a it wasn't a gradual incline in the in the difficulty level for him. He didn't fight some bank robbers. No. And then some armored car thieves and then Zod. It was no. just immediately some men fall out of the sky who can handily defeat him and and, and have, nearly do, yeah. And nearly do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but off the back of that and the idea that well Superman he had to kill Zod and now he doesn't kill but he, he does kill in this because very early on, he slams a guy through like three walls. We're talking about the ultimate cut, by the way, in case people are wondering with the 30 minutes of extra footage. A big subplot of this movie is, did Superman kill these people in the desert? Well, he killed one of them. But no, he didn't riddle the rest with bullets. Cause a lot of true. Yeah, because a lot of the subplot is Lois holding up a bullet in a, like a plastic baggie and being like, Where'd this come from? What's this about? This LexCorp bullet, who did this? <laughs> this who do you think did it? This... Who do you think did it? <laughs> It's interesting that the only detecting done in this movie, given that in the banner is the world's greatest detective, yeah, the only detecting being done is by Lois. It would be nice if, if this was a movie in which Superman and Batman and therefore Lois and Batman have a pre-existing friendship or relationship yeah. and they could maybe team up as they have sure, done yeah. in the comic books. No, none of that. If only there was a man with, you know, billions of dollars in unlimited resources <laughs> who could have used any of those to maybe go over to uh, the Middle East and, uh, and, yeah. and, and detect, see what's going on. See what's going on. Maybe figure yeah. some of that stuff out. I do like the idea that they lured Superman there through Lois Lane. Like it was all set up. Jimmy Olsen, obviously. I feel like the Jimmy Olsen death was Zack Snyder saying, I don't, I don't know what to do with this Argyle sweater wearing nerd. Like, so I First guess of all, no Argyle sweater. That's right. Maybe he had Argyle socks. I didn't see him. He, he may have. So I think that was very much like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Let's just shoot him. I think he was just given a list of minor Superman, Batman characters. Yes. And went, Let's knock off a bunch of them. He's not in the theatrical cut either. Yeah, like uh-huh. mentioned, I should say. So as, as well. far as I'm concerned, he's still alive in this universe. That's right. He's still alive. He, he, well, Jenny Olsen is as well. Yeah. She's, well, look, she lives. Maybe, uh, maybe this. CIA Jimmy Olsen knocked out the real Jimmy Olsen, stuffed him in a trunk somewhere. Yeah. And at the end of this movie, he gets out. I don't reckon he does get out. I reckon he's still in there. He's dead. Oh my God, no. (laughs) That's right. This universe keeps getting darker and darker. But the thing about that whole subplot, there's no mystery behind whether or not Superman did it because we saw that he didn't. 
So the mystery in itself feels kind of, why are we looking at this? Like, I mean, I know the people in the movie don't know that Superman uh-huh. didn't shoot a bunch of people with a gun. Well, this is a Columbo-style situation, except it's worldwide <laughs> and people are getting flamethrowered. Sure. We, again, we know Columbo's going to get to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, eventually. But again, I don't hate the idea that Superman would be framed for something because... It's happening in the comics. Lex Luthor does it all the time, but you guys have flamethrowers. We've seen that. Do that and say it's laser vision or whatever, because you don't really know how any of that works. Mm -hmm. He doesn't use guns. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Batman uses guns. Everybody knows that. Exactly right. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Batman? Uh, Branding. (laughs) Do do, do you want to... Where are you at with that? I'm not for it, I think. Yeah. Does the extended version uh, explain a little bit further, I think... That Lex Luthor's, again, Lex Luthor's plan, of course, is to find all the people that have been branded in prison and have yeah. them killed by other inmates. So it looks more like Potentially. Batman sending them to his death. But even if he is doing that, Batman still knows that the people he's branding are getting murdered. So he's doing it anyway. But this is a different universe, and this Batman has obviously been pushed so far that he's just killing people willy-nilly. It happens a lot in this movie. Mm. But then how do you pull back from that? I mean, you do... Well, you can't, and that I, you can't, especially in the smaller scale of, of a Batman universe of crime fighting in Gotham. Yeah. If, you, if Batman gets to the point where he's killed as many people as one of his villains, mm. he hasn't really. And I think, yeah. you know, one very, easily, one, one very easy tweak that could have been made to this movie is have him often go to the brink of nearly killing someone, and then when we see the nightmare sequence in the future where he does kill people, yes. that's when he knows he's gone too far and that's that's a lesson to him to, to maybe pull back and that's could have informed him later in the movie when he gets the choice to kill a certain person and then <laughs> chooses not to. He certainly doesn't. This Batman, though, is not your granddad's Batman, which may be Keaton at this point. Who, how old is anybody <laughs> watching these movies anymore? But I love that they've incorporated some elements from like the Dark Knight Returns, like the drinking and whatnot. But it's also just like, but he drinks and he bangs women and he does CrossFit. Like he, he just does it all. <laughs> like he doesn't seem to make a choice. He's not a hard light on anything. He's just like, yeah, I'll just do, I do all the cool things. Don't even right. worry about it. I drink heavily and I do CrossFit. Sometimes I'll, I'll wrap a rope around a tyre. I'll pull that tyre. Don't think that <laughs> yeah, I won't. You better believe it, yeah. How are you on uh, the weird Zuckerberg, Max Landis, Lex Luthor situation? I hate him. <laughs> I hate I hate the weird little noises he makes. I hate his hair, and I know it's just—I know the hair is just there. So later on, when he is when he is incarcerated, finally they yeah. shave his head off, and he looks like the Lex Luthor we all know and tolerate. Barely. Yeah, sure, yeah. I hate his weird speeches in public. I hate all his weird aphorisms that he just says and his weird little bits of wisdom. It's I hate his plan. Yeah. He's- well, his plan's ridiculous. Well, for, you know, actually, you know what? I don't hate the entirety of his plan, but what I do hate is that he set up all these these super secretive means to potentially imply that Superman is is flying around the world murdering people and what have you, and he's and it's all ordering a man's death and and sending out hit squads and all this sort of stuff. But also, he goes to a senator to request a permit so he can import some kryptonite. Yes. Just smuggle it in, mate. Just you've say, you've yeah. already done those murders. Uh, I think you've crossed the line, actually. You're so right, just, absolutely just, right. Yeah. It doesn't matter at this point. But, I mean, I get the idea that he's unbalanced, but I think you've mentioned this before. A man that unbalanced, how is he even running day to day? Whenever he gives a speech, it's like metaphors and allegories about gods and men and demons and Icarus, but what are you even saying? None of it makes any sense or comes together. And I get that he's insane, but how does he even put his shoes on? You know what I mean? He's uh-huh. just like that level of uh, If you turn nonsense. your shoes around, one of them says God on it, one of them says the devil on it, and he goes, okay, God, God's on the right, devil's on the left. 
here we go. And then God goes through the hole and God goes around the tree and then I've got my shoes on. Okay, well, that makes it, that makes sense then, I guess. And look, I don't think it's Jesse Eisenberg's fault. No doubt that they were like, do it this way and they developed that character together. But mm. this guy's not a threat to anybody, really, is he? No. I mean, he is because of what happens <laughs> in this movie. All the stuff, sure. But it just doesn't make sense to me. And it all boils down to a, a jar of piss, I guess, doesn't it? Mm, sure does. Do you want to talk about that? What's to say, though? There's so much to say. There's, there's more, look, there's, well, I, I feel we could break down almost every scene in this movie, but there's so much to unpack in this scene. So if you can't remember, Luthor has a sort of a rivalry with a senator played by Holly Hunter, yeah. and she attempt, attempts to sort of impart some folksy wisdom upon him mm. of like, I'm not going to believe your lies. And, and that's, she does it with the phrase, you can take a bucket of piss and call it Granny's peach tea, but I'm not buying that. But then yeah. later, when we, she, is in, she is present at a Senate hearing, uh, so is uh, Superman, and so is Wheelchair McGee. Yep. Scoot McNary is there. Yep. And then she's asking questions of, of Scoot and of, and of Superman, and then she looks to the side of her podium and she discovers a big jar of golden liquid that has been helpfully labelled Granny's Peach Tea. Yeah. And the questions I, 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 I've come to think about when I, whenever I watch this scene, which is all the time, I watch it all the time, it's the <laughs> one scene that I keep coming back to, First of all, whose piss is it? Mm. Is it Luther's piss? He's not well hydrated if it is. That's true. Is yeah. it? Is it just like the LexCorp office piss? But Did he do a whip around in the office? Was he like, hey, everybody, can you, can you put some piss in this? It's for charity. But is it piss? Oh, maybe it is peach tea. Because it might not be. Yeah. What are the chemical compounds of it? We don't know. Superman should have walked in the room and go, there's a jar of piss in here. That's, exact, that's another thing that I'm, I'm, I'm often wondering about. Like, you know, obviously Superman in this situation, there's a bomb in the room and Superman doesn't know that, obviously, because it's in a Scoop McNary's wheelchair yeah. and it's been lead-lined so he can't see it. But surely he'd go in the room and go, there's 30 people in here, but there's at least 35 bladders worth of piss. <laughs> and if I know my folksy wisdom from back in Smallville, Kansas, that's true, you would. if there's too much piss, there is something amiss. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. What would he? I mean, he would have gone for the piss, and the bomb still would have gone off. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have made a difference, <laughs> right? but but he would have known something was up. Maybe it was Mercy Graves' piss. Yeah, she was in the room. But that, then, then Luther would be like, "Hey, Mercy, can you piss in this? It's for a prank. It's for a funny prank. Don't worry, there'll be no murders involved." Yeah, and just remember, I'm an Elon Musk-style billionaire, so you have to. So you know, <laughs> yeah, don't forget, don't forget <laughs> that. Yeah, it's also strange because he must have inevitably known that all of these things were going to get him caught. Because it culminates in him using his own DNA to make a horrible monster. So that oh. when they tested that, they'd be like, some Lex Luthor stuff in this, isn't there? <laughs> but would they ever have gotten a chance to test it? If Superman hadn't ultimately defeated what yeah. we're going to call Doomsday sure. here. First of, look, first of all, that's not Doomsday, is it? No. Well, they've also talked about how there might be another Doomsday. And what's he going to do? Kill Superman again? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Right? Because you've already killed Superman. Right? It, that's it's, that's it's diminishing returns. That's Doomsday's defining characteristic. But first of all, he doesn't look like Doomsday. He looks like a weird toothy tadpole. Do you, th- <laughs> do you think, designers of this, do you think that you are better at designing Doomsday than legendary DC writer-artist Dan Jurgens? You're not. He's the best at this. But you can't... You couldn't give him some bony things on his face? He gets the protrusions as he gets damaged, etc. You can't blame it on designers because there is a vision of the creative team which craft this thing together. Toothy tadpoles. Toothy tadpoles, for example. But yeah, you're right. He looks like a big, gummy, toothy, baby tadpole man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, he's he's shooting lasers out of his whole face and he's jumping around and... 
I don't think he can fly. I don't know how he got back from space. It's that same thing of like you took him into space and he fell directly back down <laughs> from where he came from. Why are you firing nukes at him as well, Martian Manhunter? What are you doing? You should be in the fight. Absolutely. What's he doing? He's waiting for his time in the sequel. <laughs> oh, you might be. Yeah, Look, and, right. I, and I think that is perhaps the larger problem with uh, Batman v Superman as a whole for me personally is that, and it, and it was to some degree true in Man of Steel as well, but this one really ups the ante. There are so many things in this movie mm. that happen only because there is still runtime left in the movie and the movie needs to keep going. Sure. Again, there, there, there are some good action sequences in this movie. One of them that I enjoy quite a bit is the, uh, the, the car chase sequence where Batman murders a lot of dudes. Yeah, it's great. In, in the Batmobile. And then... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And, you know, and it it looks spectacular, and the stunts are spectacular, and the explosions are spectacular, and then... He, t- he rounds a corner and Superman is there. The Batmobile crashes into Superman. It loses its proverbial wheel. And <laughs> we, we get to see that Batman, who at this point we think is this invulnerable crime-fighting veteran, mm. against Superman, he's not all that much. No. But then Superman, face-to-face with Batman in a crashed Batmobile, could very easily flick him in the head and <laughs> knock him out 
unmask him as Bruce Wayne and then just fly him around to different police precincts <laughs> until he finds someone who's willing to arrest him for, I don't know, any of the crimes he's known to do, like any of the murders you just saw him do. Like, you just saw him. Yeah. That's why you were chasing him, because of all the murders. It's also strange. But he doesn't, because there needs, there's, an, there's an hour and a half yeah. left in the movie, and they've got, to, they've got to get to the fight at the end. But maybe, though, I think that should have... There should have been a, an encounter there between them where Batman is trying different things against Superman, mm-hmm. and he loses that one. So he's more prepared second time round. Because he's never met this guy before. Well, he used harsh words, didn't he? Yeah, but like, <laughs> don't say shit like that to him. Because he, like you said, he can, just, he can just flick you in the head and you'll explode. Mm-hmm. And he might do it as right. well. Yeah. Well, as far as you know, he will do it. Because you think he's a If there's a 1% murderer. chance and the 99%, there's an absolute certainty. Yep, that's what he said. Yeah. Direct quote. Direct quote, exactly. Uh, so the Justice League are in this sort of as well, aren't they? In an email. And, That's correct, uh, yes. I actually think Wonder Woman's really great and well cast. Like most of these movies, I think she's terrific. And we'll talk about her more in other things that we talk about. And probably this video. But that email, I mean, I don't want to get into it because it's <laughs> been talked to death. But it's so strange. And every time James, I watch... We're here to talk things to death. That's what sure. we're going to do. But what struck me this time was when you see Cyborg's dad, Terminator 2's own, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm making this Cyborg here. This is going not so well. Wait a minute. Everything's working in the, in the boxes. The mother box is like mm-hmm. forming him. And then even though he's filming this, he turns off the camera. That's, that's what the camera's for. You're filming <laughs> this. This is important scientific stuff. No, no. He likes to keep his main discoveries, his own little secret. You know? Just for him. Just for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But just such as... He's got a failure fetish. <laughs> he's, no, he's selling it to people with a failure fetish. Oh, okay, right. He's yeah. Sell, yeah. Mm, they don't yeah, like success. But that whole thing of like, like that's how we're introducing the Justice League, really? And it's certainly not the worst Justice League <laughs> thing that it's, we're going to be talking about, but uh-huh. just not very But again, good, could, could that be an example of studio interference? You know, he maybe he wants to do... You know, maybe maybe the idea was Snyder wanted to re, you know introduce these characters more gradually in subsequent movies, but they went, we've we got to catch up on Marvel. We I gotta, don't, we I don't gotta... know, because I don't think any of this is studio interference. I think the next one is 80% studio interference, but to me it seems like there was a lot of free reign in this movie. And I'm sure, you know, there's certain things that... Yeah, maybe they were like, look, we you need to set it up, you know, these certain characters. But yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I It did occur to me, though, while I was watching that email unfold dramatically. Yeah. Whoa. Maybe it would have been in Luthor's best interests if he wanted to kill Superman to maybe manipulate some of the characters with actual superpowers. Maybe some of the younger ones <laughs> sure. with less experience who might be easy, more easily tricked, like that dumbass The Flash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe, like, maybe if, if you know where they are and where they live and yeah. who they are, just be like, hey. You could bait Aquaman into a bar fight with Superman. Absolutely. <laughs> Without could, a doubt, yeah. yeah. You know what I realised from this and also watching The Rise of Skywalker? Writer Chris Terrio, he loves a, a ghost dad tells you a little story, doesn't he? Boy, does he ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just helps you through, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, what's up in this weird smoky mountaintop? Oh, it's my ghost dad. Yeah. Cool. Tell me a story about a river and dead horses. Ah, oh, this makes me feel much better. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but the weird thing is that Martha Kent in this takes the role of Jonathan Kent from the previous movie, where she's like, "You don't know, you don't know the world a damn thing. This isn't your responsibility. It is. This is totally your responsibility. <laughs> All this weird alien shit. You." triggered a lot of it you know you you need you need to be involved you are involved whether yeah. you like it or not we're all gonna die <laughs> literally everyone on earth is probably gonna be killed by this toothy tadpole unless you stop him it's past the point of like do you want to be superman mm-hmm. you are superman now you, you just gotta do it i'm sorry like it's your first year you gotta give it at least five i yeah. feel you know it's your first year so you've got to get in like the, your your 
multi-decade anniversary where you're killed by Doomsday. <laughs> you gotta you gotta sneak in your final battle with Batman as your first battle with Batman. Yep, yep, yep. You gotta you gotta get it all done in year one, man. Yeah, absolutely. So of course it does culminate in the battle between uh, Batman v Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's it's just not a very good fight, unfortunately. Look, for I have me. some notes here. Hang on, let me yeah. let me see if I can find some notes. I mean, just I wonder for... if I have some notes on this battle. I mean, just from the opening. I've written here, James. The actual fight is a masterclass, and then I pause dramatically and I say, <laughs> in stupid contrivances that only exist to stop cooler heads prevailing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Well, it does open with Superman being like, we need to talk, and he gets right up in his face and then shoves Batman. He goes, we need to talk. <laughs> I certainly hope that I don't step on anything that will prevent that from happening. And then he steps on a little device that sets the sonic screamers going. Nobody can hear nothing. But he does shove him really hard before that happens yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. You could stand 100 feet away and yell at him. Yeah. You know. I, I assume he's got super yelling. He definitely does. Yeah. Also, you didn't scare, you didn't you didn't x-ray the ground? Nah. You know why? Cuz the fight has to keep going. Exactly. That's why. Well, what I do like about this fight, it is Batman trying different stuff. Sure. And there's a lot <laughs> yes. of like I got some machine uh-huh. guns, I got some sonic stuff, I got some kryptonite, I got two kryptonite gas canisters or three. He's got a few more. But the idea also that you didn't just stab him straight up. If you wanted him dead, just shiv him. He comes in and you just stab him. If you've got a kryptonite spear, yep. and the chances of him flying you through multiple buildings and walls and you ending up near the kryptonite spear, mm-hmm. they're not great, are they? They're and really the fact not, that no. you were even remotely near that towards the end of the battle, you are very lucky. I mean, you literally saw the Battle of Metropolis. You could have ended up in Metropolis. <laughs> I mean, it's only across the river. <laughs> well, that's enough, right? Yeah, point. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but Clark, ha- Clark has so many opportunities to explain to Bruce, hey, I need your help. But he doesn't take any of them because apparently machine guns bullets pinging off him ineffectively is enough to enrage him to the point where he'll throw Batman through a wall yeah. or, you know, down a down a well. Well, he's had a bloody gut full of it because in the last movie, remember the army were like, let's just shoot everybody. Mm. And he's like, this is rude, actually. I don't like it. <laughs> <Right>? Yes. <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. Look, Bruce's grenade launcher is a single shot. Maybe, maybe again, a billionaire <laughs> with unlimited resources couldn't get one of those ones with the drum from Terminator 2. Totally. It could have been popped up in that machine gun that he used at the start. That may be. Oh. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just saying. One's got the gap. One's got a spear. Yeah. Who knows? There's a point in this fight where Batman is reloading his grenade launcher and it takes him 10 full seconds. I've yep. gone back a number of times and I've counted it. And whilst while Superman is still a little bit under the weather, this is fast the, enough. Yeah, this is the second time he's going to be that's hit with correct, this as yes. well. So he knows what it is. Right. He's not going to be surprised. He's like, oh, that's the, it's the one thing in the world that might cause me some trouble. <laughs> yeah. And he could do, He again, he's he's still powerful enough to ragdoll, grab Batman, ragdoll him. He could yep. fly through a wall. He could, he could step s- out of the way. He could step out of the way. Because the first one only hit him because he caught it. Yeah. Don't catch it. You could stomp the ground. Yep. You could attempt some heat vision, laser his hands off. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what he does? Nothing until it's loaded and then he charges at him. Yeah. I will then say, he eats that grenade. Boy, does he. God damn, that bat suit looks good, though. It's it one of my look, favorites. Yeah, it it's look- so good. And look, I know we've been bashing this movie relentlessly. Haven't we? This is me being positive. <laughs> but it's a very good looking movie. And, and I think a lot of individual sequences in this, like the warehouse fight, like the nightmare sequence, like the opening sequence, like the bit where the piss is good. Uh, yep, I think it's just really terrific, but as a whole, yeah, not look, quite. It's, yeah. Got, it's got a great opening sequence. Mm-hmm. The nightmare sequence is good. There's a couple of what I would consider great action sequences 
unless you think about them at all. So the Batmobile sequence is is good. Yep. Um, so is the warehouse sequence. Yeah. Except when you remember that in that sequence, he does get shot in the head several times and nothing <laughs> happens. So what are they going to do? Are they just going to keep bearing down on him until he's like covered in goons yep. and then they're going to shoot him in the mouth? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Also, in that sequence, if I may, sure. those goons have been told that if anybody comes for Mark Kent, side, side note, Mark Kent is being held hostage and they've got like a belt-fed M60 machine gun on her. What's Mark Kent going to do if she escapes? She's going to bake some cookies at you? Anyway, back to the thing. So those goons have been told that if anybody comes from Mark Kent, kill her. Yeah. Immediately. Superman's got super speed. You better kill her straight away. But then Batman shows up in his Batplane, and he blows up all their vehicles. I love how it gives him a little kick up through the window. Right? That's terrific. And then they're like, well, better get ready for a fight with Batman. <laughs> or you could kill her and leave. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 He'd it's, leave too. I bet if you killed her, he'd be yeah. like, well, I don't... I need to be here anymore, do I? But no Marthas were going to die that night. I feel like that's the moment where I kind of lost faith in the action sequences of this movie. It's okay that we exist in this world where Batman is okay with killing, but even in in the final sequence where... Uh, the KG Beast, uh, Callan Mulvey, has yeah. a flamethrower trained on Mark Kent and Batman's wielding a machine gun for some reason. And I, it, it's the moment where I'm like, Batman's going to do some trickery here. He's going to get out some gadgets. He's going to do he some does, martial arts. Uh, Alfred's going Alfred's mean, to drone in. He he's came gonna... in through the wall, and that's, that's very Batman, isn't it's it? Pre- it's pretty exciting. Yeah. But you know what he does? He does the most Batman thing of all, which is to shoot the guy's flamethrower so he blows up and dies. <laughs> so that's pretty cool and fun, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I guess we do have to talk about the Save Martha thing, even though it's been talked to death. I mean, <laughs> uh, what do you what do you say? It's we talk it to death some more. That's we talk, what we I do, guess. James. I, look, I don't. The only thing that I, I really have to say to to add to it is, I'm surprised that Batman's surprised that Superman has a mother and that he didn't know that her name was Martha. Because I think at that point in the movie, he detected around enough to know that where he was from. Well, and I would his argue he didn't. Parents. I would argue he didn't detect at all. <laughs> oh yeah, you might be right. Look, and and here's the thing. So critics of this scene will say. Isn't it dumb that it took him to figure out that their, their mother's names were both Martha to, for, him, for Batman to stop, you know, attempting to murder Superman? And then apologists of this scene will say, uh, no, that's the moment where Batman realises that even though they might be from different worlds, they both have similar things that, that, that show their humanity and that they both have a mother. But I would say that's still dumb because <laughs> you'd think that Batman being the world's greatest detective probably would have figured that out from any of the other things Superman had done, yeah. like saving all those people from floods and fires yep. or maybe like figure out his identity and then like go to his house and observe him and see yes. that, that he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a nice man with, he's with a Lois, nice man. you know, that he has that he does have a mother. He hasn't murdered more people than you probably. Le- oh, oh Metropolis, who knows? But I mean, 20 years in Gotham, you maybe have killed 5,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible. But again, it's just it. It isn't even look. It's not even the idea of it. it it's kind of the delivery. Where he yeah. goes, Superman says, "Save Martha, not save my mother." Yeah. Even if he, even if his last words, even if he knew Batman was going to kill him, and he wanted to get it out there, he and he would, he was going to say, "Save Martha Kent." What's Batman going to do with that information? I guess, guess I'll check the phone book. Oh, she lives in Smallville. All right, guess I'm going to Smallville then. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he was banking on him, you know, not killing him, mm. which he didn't. No, that's true. And then we we get Doomsday, don't we? Sure like, do. This is a, this is a very long movie, and I just think my big problem with this is that it just runs through a whole lot of stuff from the comics in one two-and-a-half or three-hour block. So we get Shades of the Dark Knight Returns, the death of Superman, 
plus it's a Justice League prequel. All of these things together, it's mm. it's far too much. I don't, I don't mind the Doomsday Battle, I guess, for what at the time was unusual to see a big grey hulking monster and fire and smoke and lightning. Like, that was kind of the mm. first time we'd, we'd seen... Or one, one of the earliest times, yeah, right, in, yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. And every DC movie since then has kind of done a variation on that. Not all of them. Joker had that alley thing that we talked about. <laughs> That's right. But there's, there's some great stuff in the battle. Uh, here's a line from Batman that I enjoyed. Uh, I've got to get it to chase me back to the city, back to the kryptonite. No, you don't. You're in a plane. <laughs> Doomsday's busy over here doing whatever he's doing on Strikers Island or whatever's happening. Just fly back on you your own. You go get it. Just then, go get it, bring it back. And you come back. I mean, he's pretty big, but he probably won't have destroyed that entire <laughs> island by the time you get No, no, back. no, because no one's around, so he's just going to be stomping around being like, ah. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. went home from work already. <laughs> ah. Even the postal workers, <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, the line, is she with you? I, I thought she was with you. It's, I kind of like that line. Yeah, but the thing is, though, Batman, you sent her an email. She's with you. You know that, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's, it feels like it's just for the trailers or for the audience. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, who's that yep. for? Like, you're doing fun little interplay. What is this? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe it's just Batman's taking too many hits to the head. Yeah, the well, no doubt. Well, he's been doing it for 30 years or whatever. Also, why does Superman go, I have to do this, I have to be the guy with the spear? I understand you wouldn't give it to Batman because he's a man and he'd definitely die. Sure. Like, even if he got the spear in him, he'd definitely die. So give it to Wonder Woman. She's doing very well against she, Doomsday. She seems, honestly, she, in, <laughs> upon a rewatch, she seems to be having a great time. Yeah, I She's know, smiling right? smiling and laughing. Yeah. Just be like, hey, Wonder Woman, I'll take your lasso of truth. <laughs> yeah. And you take the spear. You can kind of fly, I think. Wonder Woman could eat a piece of kryptonite and she would be fine. Right. Obviously, mm. you would give it to her. So... The idea that Superman sacrifices himself is stupid because in the Death of Superman story, he does it because Doomsday has torn through the Justice League, mm-hmm. including Wonder Woman. Yeah. And he's the only one left with powers that are even remotely in the ballpark of Doomsday. Yeah. But in this scenario, with the Kryptonite Spear, or even without, there's another person who could do this. Also, she's proficient in short-range weapons. Mm-hmm. You're not. You just Martian, doing big punches. And Martian Manhunter's still out there. He's still out there. Send the Flash in. Get him to stick the spear in, then come back every couple of seconds and tap it in a little bit further. He'd fall over. He'd fall over, it's probably true. <laughs> and then, of course, what I've always had a problem with this movie is that, and you mentioned up top, what, why would people care that Superman died? I mean, I guess it would probably be about 50-50 if this guy really existed mm-hmm. because... What he's done here, he's died fighting another terrible thing that's from the terrible planet that he is from. Uh-huh. So I'd be kind of like, well, I'm glad Doomsday's dead, but I'm also kind of glad that Superman's dead. It seems a little bit like Superman's a real beacon for horrible things happening to my city and my <laughs> the lives of my family. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, I guess. It certainly is. I just think this kind of universe, I think it would be better suited if Zack Snyder did like an Injustice version of this. Yeah. I think you'd nail it. I think so too. Again, we talked about Maybe this. Maybe it with... is the Injustice universe, sort of. <laughs> we don't know at this point, do we? But I think the idea that they're these dark, twisted versions of the characters, I don't have a problem with that, but it doesn't seem to to add up because they also try and shoehorn them into the way that they are in the comics a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't mesh. And it's probably just the murdering, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's the sadness of a lot of the main characters, in particular Superman, that it doesn't, Work for me, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That being said, I'd watch the heck out of a Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Laura Cohen Flashpoint movie in the future where she's the Joker and he's alternate Batman guy from the... You know what I mean? I Yeah, I, I wonder if maybe that was, that's been 
part of the plan all along. I hope, like, I mean, I, who knows at this point what we're actually going to see, but I would love to see Zack Snyder's version of that mm. weird twisted universe where Wonder Woman and Aquaman are fighting against each other and we are maybe getting a Flashpoint movie. I mean, who knows with all this Ezra Miller shit, <laughs> who really knows what we're going to end up getting, but... Yeah, that that movie would be cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, it's kind of the direction that Batman v Superman is going because Flash comes back in time and is like, Superman's a horrible murderer. You probably had a dream about I got it. Some, look, <laughs> I, I feel like, again, it's it's the idea that Batman is basing so much of his opinion of on Superman, not on detecting, not on his obvious good deeds that he's doing in real life, but by... Obvious good deeds? <laughs> but by... A couple of dreams he had one night? Bearing yeah. in mind that maybe... I his, mean, he saw the Metropolis thing. Maybe his dreams are being affected by the fact that his breakfast is pills and booze. <laughs> yeah, might be. And he might be a little bit stressed out. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, and obviously this question would have been answered if we got the Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, which, of course, we are getting. Mm-hmm. But none of this stuff is answered. Like, Superman just kind of comes back and, and it's all resolved. And, like, what was the nightmare sequence? Where was the Flash in the future? Why did he have a little mustache under his... Under his helmet. What's right. is, what's what's the plan here? And I can kind of piece it together from the things that they were going to do, I think. Mm. But none of that is resolved, and that's obviously why the Justice League bombed horribly. Not just why, but that was <laughs> like a factor into people hating it. James, I'm going to go crazy with notes. Okay, number one, there's a scene at the start of the movie where, where Batman's looking for some... Uh, he's he's tr- trying to track down the KG Beast... And he goes to an underground fighting ring. I don't know if you remember that particular oh, sequence, but I feel that was a perfect opportunity for Wayne to dress as his uh, his criminal alter ego, matches, matches Malone. Malone. I think that would have been perfect. And obviously, that mustache that he wears would have been like a great through line for the whole the whole rest of the series. You know what I mean? Wouldn't <laughs> yeah, that be incredible? Yeah. Oh my god! Speaking of mustaches, speaking <laughs> of the Flash's mustache. Look, I've written here a lot of the score is of the uh, mustache twirling variety. Oh like, yeah, a lot of it is uh, you know if if Luther were tying. A woman for the tracks. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, which in, in a way he is metaphorically. Mm. Uh, I've written here. It was nice of Luthor to knock up logos for all the heroes. Well, did he, he had an intern, probably. I guess it. he had an intern. Yeah, yeah. It's probably. Uh, I've just written here. This is this is just a visualization for myself. Okay, it just says in the final battle, Batman v Superman. Batman spinning Superman around on his grappling hook, but it's Rose from Titanic. <laughs> it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Well, Ben will edit that together. It's going to look terrific. Terrific. It probably already exists in gift form. <laughs> I've written here. And then everyone goes to Clark Kent's open casket funeral. <laughs> How will they explain his return from the dead in the next one? Surprise, they won't. You can't put that on this movie, though, I feel. You don't think so? No. I think it was just like, it's a cool visual. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, he wanted the, he wanted the counterpoint between the huge, opulent, dramatic military funeral of Superman, the icon, yeah. versus the humble funeral of, of, of farm boy Clark Kent. Yes. But, uh, I mean... I got it. Sure. <laughs> I understood it. We get things, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I've just written here, it's kind of interesting that Clark Kent, journalist, doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is. You know, billionaire, industrialist, I mean, he's socialite. new, he's new. You know, he's probably new, he's probably, yeah, he's new to Earth, I guess. I mean, he's 32, but he's, he's new. Yeah, he's very new, that's probably true. He's just a humble farm boy. He's just a humble farm boy. He doesn't even have Twitter, probably. Yeah. Look, honestly, I could talk about Batman v Superman all day. Not entirely positively, but it's got a lot of stuff in it, doesn't it? Well, that's it? the thing, it which does is, have a which lot is, of stuff Which in is it. where I think Justice League fails, which yeah, we might talk about absolutely. next week. Here's the thing, though. All of these complaints that I have of this movie, I, I can't explain this, but watching this again, 
I, I like this, like, a uh-huh. lot. And I don't know what it is about it that, that I do like in particular. It's like, it's like with love, I guess, when you know you know. Do <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And this isn't me trying to placate people who love this movie because I think I've said enough horrible things about it <laughs> where people are going to at, come at us regardless. But it's just a big, silly movie. And I think the scene that kind of sums that up the most for me is where there's an unshaven Ben Affleck Batman storming into Lex Luthor's cell and he's got the bat-shaped car cigarette lighter and he's (laughs) waving it around in his face. And just what a weird and silly scene to put in a movie. Yeah, right. Uh And you see something like that and you like to me that's not something that I go, well, this is dark and gritty and this is the realest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just a funny, silly thing that's happening in a pretty silly, funny movie. Uh Yeah. You take the score out of that and it's just like a man in a rubber suit (laughs) creaking. Yeah, exactly. He's creaking a lot. Yeah. Also, did, did he knock out those two guards? I don't know what Where'd he they did. Go? He probably killed him. Probably killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a, it's, a, it's a reasonable sacrifice to make. I'll kill these two guys so I can threaten the third guy. Yeah, absolutely. But I know you've got a lot of thoughts in relation to themes of this movie. Well, that's the And thing. the rich themes. The rich. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, James. A lot of people, it, there are, there are going to be some people out here who have gotten to this point in the video, and they're like, you two are idiots, which is... True. We know. We we know we're idiots. <laughs> we don't understand anything. But but they're like but you're like this you've you've just talked about action and you've talked about explosions and special effects and mustache twirling and bullets. That's not what this movie's about. This movie We is, talked about the piss. What do you mean? This is no 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 James. No 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 it's not about props either. This movie <laughs> is it's filled with Themes. We didn't talk about the themes. It's filled with allegories. Yes. It's filled with with references. Demons, gods, paintings, upside down paintings. Upside down paintings. Yeah. Like so. For example, it, it's clear to me that outside the theatre where Bruce Wayne's parents are killed, right, we see an advertisement for Excalibur, the movie Excalibur, right, which is a portent for things to come. Obviously, because in the Arthurian legend, yeah, yeah, yeah. King Arthur and Sir Lancelot, they're both good, righteous men. Yep. Right. Two good, righteous men. Like Bill and Ted. Exactly. Who, through years of battling evil together, they form this relationship of like loyalty and trust and friendship that seems unbreakable, but then forces outside themselves, they tear apart this bond, which is a perfect allegory for Batman and Superman in the comic book Batman the Dark Knight Returns. But in this, <laughs> in this movie, they're just a couple of guys who've met once or twice, who have to have a big fight because of an easily solved misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? But it's good to know, I feel, that Batman v Superman has just as much in common with like an Arthurian myth as it does with two drunk guys just punching up <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> Mythic allegories as old as time, James. I think maybe that Excalibur allegory might be that that movie came out in 1981 and it just kind of sets the time frame of this movie. No, no, I've seen <laughs> graphics. I've seen graphics to the contrary, James. Okay. But I, I feel that's my point. Like, it's 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 kind of easy to go... If you, if you were to bring, you know, the Arthurian legend to modern times and put it on two average Joes... Yeah. And, ...and make a movie about that, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, this... It, 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 it's not a one-to-one representation, you know? No, it's, it's absolutely just, not. It's just imagine if... Doesn't work. It just seems like you didn't get it. To I be say, honest, no, no, you, you didn't get it. When when people are like, oh, what are they? When I say that, you know, the outside forces tore him apart. Yeah. In the Arthurian legend, it's it's Guinevere, sure. who is who is King Arthur's wife, but then becomes the lover of Lancelot sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Who's that in the movie? It's the, the building in Knockdown. Oh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense then. It's the CEO that, <laughs> that was left oh, behind. It's Jack. It's Jack. Oh my god, it makes a lot of sense. Is it crime fighting? Is his name Jack? Is it because Batman's jealous that? 
Superman's taking all the crime fighting. It's so strange that they circle each other the whole movie being like, you better, you better stop what you're doing. You should both stop what you're doing, yeah, <laughs> like, right? to be honest. You should both leave to your respective <laughs> caves and never come back. You're causing more trouble than you're solving, honestly. Anyway, I just wanted to say that just to point out for people who are like, you don't understand the themes. I, I know there are themes in it. <laughs> I know all the th- Moby Dick, there's a theme in this movie. Uh, yeah. Prometheus, there's a theme in this movie. Who's the whale? Is it Jack? Is it Jack? Not Superman in this okay. instance, yeah. Who's, Lic- who's, who's um, Captain Ahab? Who's Prometheus? Michael Fassbender? No, I think it's Lex Luthor. Oh. What's the piss mean? It's just piss, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, it's just piss. Just piss. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Great. Mm. Terrific. Yeah. Got some trivia here because people love trivia. And if we don't right. mention trivia, people will be like, you didn't mention this. Well, guess what? Here's a screenshot of some IMBD trivia. I'm not doing it. This is long enough, right? Do you feel? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, we've seen the we've seen the page. We know it's there. We know it's there. And you you can visit it and check it out. Mm-hmm. Look, there might even be a link below. Yeah. And I think to sum this up for me. If you like this, and just because we've kind of we've ripped through it in a big way. We rip through everything. We do. Well, not everything. but <laughs> Not good stuff. Yeah, but I, I really, I, I don't want that to detract from people's love for it. And I don't think you're an idiot if you love this movie. You can like whatever you like and it doesn't, that's great. If you get a lot of joy out of this, I genuinely think it's terrific because I also get a lot of joy out of this, it turns out. Watching this again, I liked it more, much more than when I saw it the first time where I thought it was okay. Mm. So it feels really good to yeah. be able to say that. And this, for people who don't know, this this is a rewatch of this movie without the weight of expectations because yeah, totally. we started our podcast. Yeah, The Weekly Planet. Good plug, Mason. Thank you. In anticipation of this movie coming out in theatres, every week we would have some new news about the Podcast. production of Batman v Superman. Also, a lot of Shia LaBeouf news. But we had to make a choice, <laughs> and we went with BVS. And and upon watching it, uh, we we had thoughts. But again, it's, we've been, and you know, that was the anticipation building yeah. that affected our minds. Absolutely, like Batman, like Batman. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm genuinely curious if people love or hate this movie or somewhere in between. If you do want to talk about that below, that'd be great. Be civil if you could. Uh, if you want to scream at anyone, you could scream at us. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not reading them, so yep. <laughs> uh, but of course, we will be back next week for Justice League, which is it's it's worse in every way because it's doing less. But we'll talk yeah. we'll talk about it next week, obviously, to cap off this trilogy in the lead up to the Snyder Cut, which of course is releasing at some point, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm of course at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Subscribe if you want to. We've got that podcast. You can check it out. Let's all just, just, you love themes, Mason. <laughs> Batman is represents the Democrats because his eyes are blue. Yep. Superman represents the Republicans because his eyes are red. I know everyone. <laughs> is that a theme? It's a theme. Is it? It's a theme in the movie, apparently. Wow, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I love themes. The movie represents the political process. So who's? what's the jar of piss then? It's still just piss. <laughs> okay. But politicians love piss. They do, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> really makes you think. Yeah. This is too long. <laughs> Goodbye. Agreed. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.